welcome everyone to the very first episode of Ultra 64 DD. Yes, yeah, we're back. Woo, all the people in the back say woo. woo. The people in the front say woo. 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 Okay. That's a- <laughs> they have much deeper voices in the front. Weird. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's, do it's they- a Doppler effect. Oh, okay. I thought maybe they arranged them like that. It's like, all yeah. right, all you high-pitched voice people, you're going in the back. Exactly. We need a bass line up front. Get, yeah. Bring in the bass. Well, bass doesn't travel as far, so they had to put them closer to get the levels right. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Where should I be? Do I hear anyone? I don't hear anything talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Well, welcome, everyone. We are so excited. We're doing something new and different here on uh, Ultra 64. Mm -hmm. The DD this time around stands for Deep Dive. This is the Ultra 64 Deep Dive show. You know, so if the main show is us doing a deep dive into a specific console, this is where... really. A deep dive into a specific console by means of shallow dives shallow, into every game on that console. We're, we're splashing through the entire... Yeah. It's like we're wading across the ocean. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Yeah, we're doing that. But uh, with with this series, we're looking to go in-depth into specific franchises. We're mm-hmm. going to play every game in a franchise and then just it's kind of... not on a mobile phone. It's not I'm on a mobile putting, phone. I'm putting that down. If, if the I'm game came out only too. in China on a mobile phone... We're probably not going to play it. You know, and <laughs> I, I imagine we're also not going to play every, like, Game Gear port of every game sure. or something like that. You or know? if you were a browser-based card battler. Sure, like. sure. You know, unless we unless we want to do some curios or something at sure. some point. If you came out really in what... virtual pet format, we may not play you. <laughs> we may not play. <laughs> the contra-branded Tamagotchi. <laughs> we may not play your digital watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are starting off with a bang, quite literally, yeah. because there's so many explosions. So many bangs. Uh, we're going to be covering the Contra series with a little mini series we like to call Legacy of War. <laughs> explosion! Explosion! We're talking about Contra. Contra, one of the greatest run and gun shooters of all I mean, time. I mean, maybe the definitive the run and gun franchise. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I it, mean, it really like. All right. Well, what is what is a run and gun game like? If if you were saying that as like the definition of the genre, what what would you consider? That? I think it's just it's a side-scrolling action game. So it where has. Does it have to be two D? I don't think it needs to be two D. Okay. No, because I think there are some decent. I mean, we have some like one of some of the contra games we play later on are technically 3D that's true, but they games, are still side played on a side-scrolling yeah, yeah. platform. But I I always tend can tend to think of it as like ultra tough kind of bullet hell platformer sort of uh-huh. game yeah, which yeah. and i think it, it, it's, it's your melding of the platformer and the shoot 'em up the yeah, space shooter yeah okay. yeah it's it's your double dragon meets gradius you know it's uh well it's your mario brothers meet gradius sure yeah <laughs> well that too cuz there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a uh, a brawler element to it as well you know maybe i'm just thinking because there's always urban decay <laughs> like the one thing that <laughs> oh, unites yeah, yeah. Bra- brawlers and <laughs> run and gun games is urban decay <laughs> urban decay just seems like that's what I've noticed as just a general theme of the way video game graphics are designed now. And maybe this is just Naughty Dog's fault, but like it's just rubble. Like yeah. every every game is just like, how much rubble can we put in here? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like God of War, Half Life, uh, Uncharted, like yeah. all, Last of Us. All of this is just you're walking through rubble. <laughs> like, uh, not true in The Last of Us because you're walking through a beautiful, never more affordable Seattle, uh, <laughs> where such lush, uh, such lush greenery everywhere. Every home comes equipped with a PS3 and a copy of Uncharted 2. Wow, because <laughs> <laughs> because of cross promotion, uh, it's it truly is a magical place. 
Um, that, that's what finally that's that's the under the subtext of uh, Last of Us is they finally fixed the housing crisis in Seattle. Yes, with- finally. <laughs> so here's kind of what we're thinking of for how this show is going to look. Uh, each series is going to take up a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how many games are in the series. We're going to break it up a little bit. We're shooting for three on this. one. Yeah, we that think we can do this right. one in three. We're going to do like a classic era, a transitional era, and then a modern era for Contra. And so we're going to get sadder and sadder it's as they get go sadder on. and sadder. There'll be little brief <laughs> moments of happiness in there, but I think it's going to peter out with a wet fart. I honestly couldn't really tell you. I haven't played too many of the modern ones, but, uh, we're, we're going to start today with what we call the classic era. So we're looking at uh, six games today. We're looking at Contra, Super C, Operation C, Contra 3, The Alien Wars, Contra Hardcore, and Contra Force. Mm-hmm. So these are all the 8 and 16-bit games that appeared on in the series. Let's talk a little bit beforehand, before we even get started. Okay. Like, What's your experience with Contra? This is one you pushed for really hard to be like our yeah. first series, and Definitely. I was 1,000% on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's your experience with Contra? Like, what's your history with it? I mean, Contra just to me is like the definition of like the exact right amount of content that I want in my video game. Like, yeah. it, it's you, you go back and you play something like Galaga or Miss Pac Man. Like, these are fun. I, I, the, the gameplay is obviously timeless. Yeah. But you kind of, there's like, there's no real story there. No. Like Contra, you have like a hint of progression and story, but it still is uh, just basically total arcade action. Yeah. Um, Just bullets coming at you from all sides. And I don't know, they're just, they're just like super cool. Like in a way that maybe is somehow rooted in nostalgia, but in just kind of this sort of over the top, carefree, like, non-judgmental way that it it is aged a lot better than a lot of media from this time because there's no aspect of it that's really questionable you're just like there's aliens and you're shooting them it's there's not like weird homophobic jokes that they throw in no they're also so perfectly of their time like mm -hmm. these games came out in the late 80s when schwarzeneggers and stallones roamed to the earth like conquering box offices wherever they yeah. went, you know, and it's not like weird racial dynamics. So you no. have to like go down and no, the aliens the, have taken over the native peoples. Right. Like, there's no, there's, there's no room for nuance or anything. This is just balls to the wall action movie nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing that stayed true throughout the series. Again, I haven't played the most recent right. ones, but it stayed true throughout the series for, you know, for good reason. It's a fun dynamic. I think this is a type of game that I just personally really enjoy, and it's the closest I am to being good at a genre of yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, I'm a big Metal Slug fan. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm really good at Metal Slug. I've I've actually beaten quite a few of these Contra games. Yeah, I've beaten all the original Mega Man games, which are kind of tangentially related yeah, to these. Yep, you yep. know, like this. There's something about these games I can wrap my head around and really enjoy. And like when you're really getting into your flow and dodging bullets and switching weapons and doing all that, it feels pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a total uh, joy. And I mean, just between the music and the graphics and everything, it's just, it's iconic. And uh, I'm excited to be digging through it. Yeah. I, I we, we really spoiled ourselves in this first episode. I yeah. will say that. I feel like I we're mean, never going to top this first we've, episode. We've been doing podcasts for, well, like three years now. Yeah. I think this is the highest quality group of games we have ever played. Like uh, and it's a bigger group of games yeah, than we usually. I mean, play like too. you know, and the, you know, we played Mario sixty four, we played Ocarina of Time. Those are both great, but we didn't play like four masterpiece Mario games. No, like five out of the six games we played here are like range from like 
A plus to like B plus or like, like that is like your worst game is like really, of, really good. All of them are like top tier for their consoles. Yes. I would say. Yes, like, exactly. Like, like maybe Contra, you could argue that you don't need Contra and Super C sure. on the same top 10 list, but I would say like so it, at worst, like Super C would be like number 11 or something sure, like sure. that. Like, like all of these, I would say, you know, top 20 games for their consoles. Yeah. Like pretty, no, no question. pretty solid like I will accept Contra Force again, but that's <laughs> sure we're gonna get to that. Yeah, that's yeah. the one weird one that we're talking about today. Uh so how much do you know about the real Contras? Like the Iran Contras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh wait, wait. There's there's a separate thing, right? It, it's a separate thing. Okay. It's it's the Iran Contra scandal. So okay. for people who were not born in the '80s, you may only be familiar with the term Contra from these video games, mm-hmm. but this is actually. Or- Contra dancing, which is another form of Ital- uh, Italian, uh, <laughs> Irish dance, another term for Irish dance. I, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, my, I, my parents would always go to the Contra dance, and I'm like, well, are you going to run and gun aliens at the local <laughs> Odd Fellows Center? That sounds great. <laughs> All right, everyone, the Lance is over here, the yeah. Bill's over here. And then I went with them, and I'm like, ah, I should have just stayed at home. <laughs> this is full of old people who want to dance. I don't like this. But wouldn't it be great if they did like an Irish fiddle rendition of the Contra theme to that dance to? would be great. There's got to be some shit. like unbelievably nerdy contra dancer out there who's yes. going to do that. And I, I, I please po- post it on YouTube. Send it to us. Put we it directly. Will, we will give you brains. all the promotion. I like, will. I will pay you upwards of five dollars to do this. Yes. I will do it. Um, so the the Iran Contra scandal was kind of a big deal right around that. It's maybe the biggest political scandal of the Reagan administration. <laughs> sure. And so basically, the long and short of it is that. Officials from the Reagan administration were illegally selling weapons to Ayatollah Khomeini in Iran and then funneling that money to the Contras in Nicaragua. The Contras were were looking to overthrow the government. Yeah, they were a far right revolutionary group Mm. that was looking to overthrow the socialist government of Nicaragua. Now, this this blew back on us because we weren't supposed to be supporting the Contras because the Contras were war criminals and sure. they were committing human rights violations. Mm-hmm. They were murdering civilians and they were burning villages I mean, down. Has that ever stopped the US from supporting a no, group? No. Like- but basically it led to this whole big mess. Like it got caught. If you know the name Oliver North, Oliver North was kind okay. of the center of this whole scandal. It, it was just this big embarrassing thing that happened. Well, thank goodness that Reagan's legacy was tarnished and we don't look back at him with reverence anymore. Exactly. He's not the modern blueprint for an entire party. <laughs> The, the thing about that is, like, before the Iran-Contra scandal started happening, there was this kind of big pro-Contra push kind of sponsored by the Reagan administration well, they were fighting here in the, the U.S. Exactly. And so Contra the game is kind of an unwitting byproduct of that. Mm. They attached it... They attached the name Contra because they wanted to associate Contras with, like, badass freedom fighters. Got it. As opposed to maybe what they really were. There's some nuance in the situation, sure. but... It always is. It's, you know, so you, you could maybe argue that this game was being used as kind of, like, <laughs> fascistic propaganda. Okay, okay. Uh, inadvertently. But I do feel like this game... <laughs> It's also, I mean, the legacy has probably gone on longer. Like, I wonder, like, how many people's mind would go to these games versus the actual scam. At this point, that's but, the thing. Like I said, if you were born after, like, 1989, you probably don't know much about this. Mm-hmm. Like, but, and, you know, the Konami has never come out and said directly that that's what they were doing. Was the game called Contra in Japan? The game like, was called, uh, it was, is, it was called, um... Yeah, it was called Contra in Japan, okay. but it, it had been changed to that just before the release. I don't think it had a name at first. 
uh, certain certain PAL regions call this game Gryzor, G-R-Y-Z-O-R. Okay. So like that's for the Amstrad and the Commodore 64 ports of that okay. game. So in Europe, you might know it as this. It's also known as Probotector. Yeah. Uh, because And that's largely due to the German market. They don't really like highlighting violence in their video games. So whenever possible, you'll switch out a human character with a robot character to make it less violent. Mm-hmm. That's what those games are. The Probotector games are exactly identical ports, except there's a robot instead of a human. Yeah. But the, the one kind of damning thing that you can say is that there's a there's a track on the Contra NES port soundtrack. The the closing track of the game is called Sandinista. Okay. And Sandinistas were the government of Nicaragua that the Contras were trying to overthrow. So there's a connection for sure as to how deep or how bad you should well, feel about any, it. You know, I whatever. can't imagine that there was any kind of intent there. It just it's like Contra is a cool word. Yeah. Sandinista is a cool word. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's just throw them in there. I, I feel I, like that's kind of most of what it's about. But you yeah. also you do have to think about it like, OK, this is just all about super beefed up muscle men charging yeah. through the jungle, killing everything. And it's named after the Contra. So sure. It, it's it's an interesting dynamic uh, worth worth kind of thinking about at the mm-hmm. very least. Mm-hmm. Um. So the credited creator of this series uh, is uh, Koji Hiroshita, but he really only worked on the original Contra arcade game. Oh, the name okay. that's most associated, the, the the more famous name would be probably Shigeharu Umezaki, uh, famous in quotes. Sure. But, <laughs> famous uh, to Contra enthusiasts who like to memorize Japanese names. Right. He's the creator of the NES port, which most people probably know better. Mm-hmm. And he's also directly relevant to us and our interests because he created uh, some pretty key Nintendo 64 games, including Goemon, mm-hmm. uh, Rakuga Kids, Ooh. and the N64 version of Castlevania. Okay. So he's, well, see, uh, he's a Konami bigwig. He's a Konami bigwig. Uh, and this is weirdly... Some games, I think you could say, have an author, you know, like uh, Mario is Shigeru Miyamoto's creation. Right. Contra doesn't really have one author. It's kind of, it bounces back and forth, and they're they're pretty flexible with their voice on it. But those are probably the two guys but that- But like uh, the themes established in the first Contra, like, certainly really carried over into all of these games, or most of these games. They all have kind of the same yeah. feel and really take their roots- from the same the same origins like they all feel pretty inspired by like you know the uh hr geiger alien designs and things like that oh yeah we were kind of talking about just before like obviously one of the big influences for the contra original game is aliens the james cameron movie Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. from 1986 and we were talking about that it's like is that maybe the most influential movie on video games ever like right aliens i think or it a- alien well wait it, it, i think aliens the second th- there's would no probably... there's no face huggers in the original alien yeah there is okay yeah yeah yeah. there's I, there's a yeah uh oh but i guess aliens has like the space marine aspect they have the space of marines that's more of an action movie while alien is more of a horror film like so the like, design of the aliens de- definitely is carried over from the original alien of course. but you're right that whole thing of like muscle-bound space marines like doom would yeah. probably be big into that absolutely and, yeah. quake they pretty much anything id software did most first person shooters honestly yeah. like and this is kind of carrying out that tradition you know uh and hell there are worse things to base your game off yeah of, no uh, it looks great like the, the a- every every last level of these games looks amazing like oh, when yeah. you get into that alien base and it's like the whole base is kind of pink and pulsating and fleshy it just it feels goopy and it feels very different than the levels that came before. And you're like, I really want to take this place down. If you feel like you're inside a giant vagina that wants to kill you, it's an HR Geeker creation. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, this captures that very well. 
Like, uh, yes. Been, have you been looking up my search history again? Well, yes. you know, if you just, you're you leaving just it open the, yeah. on all of my computers. Sure. Like, why are you looking this up on my work computer? Yeah. It's weird. Um, but yeah, so the, I would say like the hallmarks of the Contra series are just kind of oh, yeah. over the top, goofy action, lots of weapons and high difficulty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say those because are kind this of. This is something, yeah, we want to try and. Boyle, this is going to be kind of the quest of a lot of these deep dives, I feel like, is like, what makes this series into this series? And, you know, are they able to carry it forward into the later games in the series, too? Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree with you. Like, it's just, it's a sense of, like, constant, I think it's speed. Like, you yeah. want your, you want bullets to move fast. You want things coming at you from all sides. Um, and, it, like, a general just tightness of control. Mm-hmm. Like, Contra is very much based around the way that the games feel. Like, if you have played Contra, you know that, like, flip jump that all your characters do. Like, yeah. the somersault where they... What, how many... You think they do, like, four flips in the air? Like, oh, just, God, it's, yeah. It's they, like just regular, keep, they spin so fast. It's like, such faster an, than Samus in their Like, spin. even if you had the ability to do that, that would not be a good way to get around. No, you would, so every time you land, you'd just be totally dizzy. Yeah, like, and, like, spent. Like, yeah. that's that's a lot of energy, you know? That's all your kinetic energy going into executing this move. But like, it looks... Awesome. It looks great. Yeah, it looks, it looks great. great. And, and I think just... the, the idea is that the alien is going to be so impressed that you can do that. that they <laughs> They'll just, just won't pay be, attention. be paused and be like, wow, this, we don't want to eat this guy. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's move. Yeah, we, yeah. Should, we want to talk about the arcade version first. A of little the original bit. A little bit. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, well, we, we were just talking about the feel and I feel like this, the, this game really demonstrates it. The, the arcade game debuted in 1987 uh, and then the NES port came out uh, in early 1988. Okay. Uh, and I, I feel like you could be a pretty big Contra fan and not know there's an arcade version of these games at yeah. all. Like, they're yeah. weirdly kind of a footnote to the less technically impressive NES version, yep. weirdly. Uh, but the Contra arcade, so I got the um, Contra collection for PS4, which combines all of these old games. It often goes on sale for, like, five bucks. Which I'm is, telling yeah. you right now, if you get nothing else from this podcast should buy that for five bucks Seriously. That, is, that is a quality five bucks i got that and the castlevania collection for like 10 bucks yeah, at christmas that, that is a lot of that is a lot of so game. much quality games yeah. uh, for such a small price yeah uh it's the arc and the, the contra arcade is on this collection mm-hmm. and this was my first time ever actually experiencing right. the arcade game i don't know if i've ever seen like a contra arcade game in person no no i definitely yeah. never have yeah. um and seeing it now, it's kind of what you expect. I mean, the level design, if you're familiar with that first level of Contra on the NES, that's what this looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. It's richer in detail. You get the foliage. The characters the, are larger. Characters sure. are larger and more distinct. Uh, Lance and Bill in the NES version just have, like, different colored pants. <laughs> and in this, they look like two different people. They're clearly modeled after Schwarzenegger and Stallone, like Bill is Schwarzenegger, Lance is Stallone. Okay. And you can tell from the character designs in this. Uh, so the game looks good. It's just very choppy, very yeah. slow, like lots of frame rate, frame rate especially really with two people. Yeah. Uh, it starts chugging really bad. Your jump feels weird. Like it looks super weird. Like it, whereas the NES jump, like they spin so fast, it looks super cool. Mm-hmm. Here they're like doing a front somersault that just looks very stiff and dorky. Yeah, very like, straight you, If you saw someone doing it in real life, you would be amazed. But somehow seeing it in the game, you're like, what a, what a couple nerds it's jumping kinda, like that. It's kind <laughs> of the difference of like seeing somebody do uh, a front flip in real life versus a front flip in a video game where it's like, 
in a video game, it's a tight ball and it looks awesome. Yeah. In real life, you need to extend, you need to stretch, you need to like yeah. plan your release and man, plan your jump. And that's what it looks like they're doing. In yeah, this. exactly. Which that's... like realism, not necessarily. And, and your character, you and it for. results in your character just being way bigger. So your jump is not a very useful mechanism to actually dodge bullets. No, like no. that's what, one of the things that's so great about the NES version is like. You, you, they pull in their body so tight you can jump between bullets fairly easily, and here you just don't seem to have that level of control. No, not at all. Not at all. So, I mean, it, it's it's fine. Like, there's some cool stuff. Like, I really like that uh, the power-ups actually look like guns. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not just like the falcon wings with the sure. letter in the middle. It's They look like guns. Uh, and there's there's a lot of, like, action and everything. The, the pseudo-3D sections look pretty good. Mm-hmm. But... It's a weird case of like the NES port just kind of eclipses it yeah. uh, in pretty much every way, like culturally and gameplay wise and in every way. Um, and, it, and really, it really just comes down to feel because it's not it's not substantially different than the NES game. But no. you, you play both of them side by side. You're like, yeah, this just feels way better. Yeah. On, on the NES. No, it really does. And I think we need to talk about one of the greatest legacies of the NES game and that's the Konami code. Oh, the sure. Contra code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. Uh, if you're Oh, it's BA select. Maybe that's why it wasn't working for it's you. It's BA select, really? It's BA select. Oh, I've been doing the, the BA start the yeah, entire time. I think it's, okay. I think it's BA select. I, yeah, uh, the the Konami code, it's maybe the most famous cheat code. Well, not maybe. I think yeah. it's the most oh, famous Oh, it's definitely the most. Yeah, what yeah. else are you going to do? Like the... Uh, I, still, I, can't even, I can't even think of another cheat code So as I, evidence. I have one that's been locked in my head forever. Okay. It's for Disney's Aladdin on the Genesis. Okay. It's A-B-B-A-A-B-B-A, and that brings you to the next level. Oh, that's okay. how you just jump through levels. I remember that that's very pretty, clearly. That's pretty good. It's good. Uh, but yeah, the Konami code is a big deal. And this is often called the Contra code, but it did not debut in Contra. It actually made its first appearance in 1986 in Gradius. Yeah. Or is it Gradius? I, I call it Gradius. Okay, but. Gradius sounds better to me. <laughs> Gradius is what they call it at the Ivy Leagues. But like, <laughs> if yeah, you go to exactly. Princeton, they call it Gradius. Oh, Gradius. Oh, Thaddeus, Gradius. <laughs> oh, of the Gradius family. <laughs> um, but yeah, so inputting the code in this game gives you 30 lives, which mm-hmm. is a godsend because it's a pretty hard game. It is, it is, a, it is a hard mm-hmm. game. There's um, no and, question about that. But it's kind of made an appearance in every single Konami game for like 10 years. I like, mean, not really. I feel like the Konami code's time has passed. Oh, like it's passed it, now. Yeah, but okay. There, there was like a ten-year period, uh, and I think, I think this was more like in the late '90s, early 2000s, when nostalgia for the NES was starting to come mm, around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like it started popping up in Konami games, like all the time, and even in non-Konami games, you can use it in <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. You can use it in Bioshock Infinite. Oh, like, that's fun. It does stuff in pretty much any, like, well, not in any game, but it does stuff <laughs> yeah. in a lot of different games. Um, and I don't know, that's kind of a big cultural legacy for this. Uh, for some reason, the PS1 games of the Contra series did not include this, but every right. other game in the series did. Like, it I just skipped to that generation I don't randomly. know. I mean, I think that the Konami code essentially served as, like, a difficulty slider for a game that didn't really have difficulty, like, programmed in. Yeah. Which is nice. I think that's a very smart way to do it, because, like, if you get 30 lot, like, this game, <laughs> I mean, to pl- this game is not a shoe-in on 30 lives. No. Like, you still might end up at that continue screen. Then it yeah. gives you another 30. Like, you will probably beat the game. But you feel a little, a little bit tainted. Yeah. You know, you're like, great, I got to see everything. Um, but I didn't really beat it for real. So it's a nice balance of you You need some way to, like, go practice the later levels or something you can put in this code. Yeah. So you, you know, get an experience without... 
Um, yeah, but then you can just not use the code and play it, you know, as intended. Yeah. Uh, um, let's talk about the NES version yeah, yeah. a little bit now. Do you remember your first time playing the NES version? Were you an early adopter of I this one? I don't think, well, the thing you were, about me you were young, is, You're younger than me. Yeah, like were, yeah. I was never, like, NES was always retro for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I got a, my Super Nintendo was the first system, and I think I got that, Boy, maybe in like 1996. Okay. At which point it was kind of already pretty much retro-ish. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had looked backwards a lot, and NES games always had like sort of a strange mystery to me mm-hmm. um, because a lot of less stuff is explained, and so I, I probably didn't play Contra for a ways down the line. But yeah. I think I think Contra Three was probably my first one. But yeah, the original Contra, I don't have like distinct memories of having played it aside okay. from just like. When I finally did, I'm like, yeah, this game is really good. I'm glad I finally got to play it. I think I had kind of a similar thing. Like, I know I played it when I was younger. It would have been slightly past the NES expiration date, but Mm -hmm. I think I have a memory of uh, having a a sleepover at a friend's house where he had a copy of this game and we played it all night. Like, we did not go to sleep. We woke up. Like, their their mom came in the next day, like, asked what we were doing, and we were still playing Contra. Wow. so we got like real, real into it. And yeah. I've been into the series ever since. Um, I mean, this is probably the best two player co-op game on the NES. One of them. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else would even come close. Like the Mario games are two player, but you're always alternating. Turns. Yeah. Um, and like the smoothness that this game runs at two player is like pretty really remarkable. impressive. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's yeah. no frame rate drop or anything. No, hundred percent. And it's, it's pretty great. So this made it onto the NES in 1988. Of course, it's published and developed by Konami, like pretty much all of these are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a little bit about the story of Contra. Contra does have a story, uh, <laughs> weirdly. You may not know it if you pl- just played the American version of this game. But uh, basically, you play as Lance Riser and... or No, I'm sorry, Bill Riser and Lance Bean. They're two okay. marine badasses <laughs> who are sent to the uh, Galuga Archipelago, right. just off the coast of New Zealand. Because, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was um, struck by a meteor a year sure. before the events of this game. Mm-hmm. The meteor contained an alien army or like <laughs> the seeds of an alien army called the Red Falcon. Okay. Uh, and basically they are setting up a base of operations on this small island. And so your job as these two badass ultramarines is to go in and eliminate the threat before they can launch a worldwide invasion. So this is the this is the Contra series before any kind of invasion has taken hold. This oh, is like it. them stopping it before it starts. And it's worth um, noting here, like th- there's very noticeable version differences um, in the regions that get released. And so if you play this in the U.S. version, which you probably did if you played it on the NES, yeah, um, and you're listening to this podcast, um, there's no cutscenes in that game. Like it was released on a different kind of chip. Yeah. Um, in the cartridge, uh, the Japanese version had a higher quality chip, which means that there are like very brief cutscenes, mostly of just your character like talking into a walkie-talkie. Yeah. With purple pants and like none of the characters had purple pants, no. so that was a little odd. I uh, know, when are they going to put the purple pants chip back into like? Any yeah, of those yeah, seriously. Exactly. I know you need to have a much bigger cartridge, bigger to processor, the purple pants chip, but still. Um, yeah, and so you get some idea. Mostly they're like, "Hey, we beat Area B. We're now progressing to Area C." There's like a little Ghosts and Goblins style mini map between of, levels. Yeah, and you you get like dialogue between scenes. Yeah, and you actually get mm-hmm. like a plot description. Like, 
you could be forgiven for playing the Contra game and thinking it's all set in modern day, like, mm. because they don't tell you otherwise. Right. This actually takes place in the year 2633. Yeah. Which is substantially farther yeah. along in the time. I don't, I would be amazed if we made it that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if aliens came and wiped us out then, I'd be like, yeah, we, we had a pretty good run. Yeah. We I mean, lasted about a thousand, you know. Enjoy your water. I mean, I don't know what yeah. to tell you. Yeah. We're all going to be under the sea by that point. Um, so yeah, this one takes place in 2633 and the, the series stays pretty like basically, it never really puts a lot of emphasis on story, but as we get into some of the later series, all of these games essentially have the same story. Basically. (laughs) Yeah. There's aliens and you're going to shoot them. That's kind of it. That's kind of all you need. But later entries, we'll get to them, but they do throw some monkey wrenches into the mix here and have a couple of twists and turns that uh, will be interesting to explore. Yeah, so you, I mean, you start out in this game in the jungle. We're not, we don't necessarily need to go through all the levels, but no. I feel like most people's memory, like, is that jungle of just getting dropped right in. Um, the music, I mean, the music in the, this game just... Iconic. Sl- ro- it rocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. Um, and you, your first boss here, as you work your way through the jungle, is this big wall, mm-hmm. which the wall, like, weirdly, aside from, like, Bill and Lance, is, like, the most recurring character in these the country games. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's like a kind of a joke, easy boss. Cause it's like, you just kind of kill the guy on top of the wall shooting at you. And then you'd stand in a safe spot and the wall can't hurt you. Yeah. That's the like, thing. There's a guy, there's two cannons and yeah. then just like the cannons orb. Are just kind of like bloop out little bombs. They yeah. don't have much range. Pretty you can easy just to miss. stand a little bit back and yeah, just stand back that we- flashing red weak point. Yeah. This, this is a game all about shooting orbs. There's going to be <laughs> a lot of blinking red and blue orbs and uh shooting them will kill things. So yep. shoot them up. Uh, and then once you destroy that, it sort of reveals their secret hideout. And then the game switches into a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And this is one thing that I like a lot and was a lot of fun about playing through these games in order is this sort of, I don't know, I would call it like this, other style level or like the B the B side of whatever Contra game you're playing. Yeah. Um, where for the most part in this game, it's just a side scroll or you shoot at junk, but like every sort of other level, they will throw in this different perspective. Yeah. And in the original Contra, it's like a behind the back kind of shooting gallery. Yeah. Like you still see your character and you can run them left or right. But if you try to run forward, you'll hit this electric fence and then you just have to run and dodge and blast open these doors in front of you. Yeah. Um, what 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 do you think about? What's your opinion on these style levels? Oh, I love the pseudo 3D. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm impressed too that they were able to fit it into the NES. Like, you know, they they made some necessary graphical devolutions for the NES port, but mm-hmm. like, I think the gameplay is so much faster and tighter and smoother as a result. Yeah. And you don't necessarily need all those details from the arcade game. I found the arcade game felt like there was kind of a lot of crap that was just kind of in my f- peripheral field of vision yeah. that kind of confused me visually. It was just too like, much. Yeah, yeah, it's a little overwhelming. This one's much more stripped back. You know, so most of the game runs at 60 frames per second, but then you get effects like uh, explosions or the electric fence that only run at 30 frames per mm. second. And that's how they were able to kind of cram all this in and make like a seamless uh, uh, kind of experience. And they were able to get these behind the back sequences into the NES port. And I mean, these aren't true 3D sequences. It's forced perspective kind of, you know, trickery. But uh, I always enjoyed these. And I like that this franchise likes to mix things up, alternating levels like that. Um, That's something that we're going to see throughout the series, uh, which is Cool. cool. 
I like it a lot. Um, and then so, uh, yeah, I mean, what what else here? Like, you, you have your waterfall level, which I feel like is notable because that's when you first realize that you can kill your teammate by oh. uh, by jumping up too high, and then this bottom scrolls up and will kill them if they don't yeah. jump along with you. No friendly fire though, which is good. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, bullet hell going around everywhere. Yeah, yeah friendly in, fire would ruin. In Contra this game. Three, uh, there's an option where it asks you if you want to play two players A or B, and I was always worried that that was like. Do my own bullets kill kill right. my teammate? But no, it just has to do with uh, the top down levels. And but. like, uh, I, I like the progression. You know, like like you said, the first boss you get is a wall. Yeah, and then they just get gradually more and more frightening yes. until you finally culminate in like an alien queen kind of battle, yep. a really cool final battle in this game. Uh, seven stages total. And I feel like we'd be remiss if I did not mention the best part about Contra games, and that is the weaponry. Yeah, we got to talk sure. about the weapons because sure. this has. Maybe my favorite video game weapon of all time. Okay. The spread gun. Sure. The spread it's, gun it's is a winner. one of the most satisfying things to use in a video game ever. And this is where it debuted for most of us. Yeah. Um, it, it does just what it sounds like. You shoot out, uh, one, one shot shoots out like five bullets. Yeah. They like, get wider as they go out. Yeah. Yeah. This goes out in a spread. Uh, it's kind of like a slow shotgun. Uh, and it's and really far reaching and very effective. And it's just, it's very good because like most Enemies in the Contra games, like as a as a rule, don't really take that many bullets to kill. No, it's, it's usually not, a one shot. Yeah, because since you die in one shot, even the bosses, like if you just pound into them, you can kill them pretty quick. Yeah, um, and thus, like the spread gun does a lot less damage than like the laser. Um, but it's ability but you're to covering have a wider so much range. more ground. Though I did have surprisingly good luck playing with the laser um, in this run. Like the oh, laser does a ton of damage. No hate on the laser. Like, I, I like the laser a lot. The uh, weird, weird thing about the laser in this game is like you can cut off the laser by shooting a new one. Oh yeah. So like you kind of have to press the button and let it get wherever it wants to get before you shoot another laser, or your one in the air will just disappear. And they all feel pretty different. Like there's a yeah. flamethrower in this game too, which is usually my least favorite weapon to use. It is powerful but it's got a more limited range it kind of like shoots out in a spiral it's a very weird looking flame weapon that would get changed in the later contra games but it's still pretty useful too it kind of splits the difference between the super uh focused laser and the wider spread gun but it's a little more powerful than the spread gun and this one has a machine gun power up as well which they would kind of do away with eventually very smartly very smartly, like, uh, after a while, your default weapon is just kind of a machine gun rather than just the the one-shot Well, like, I think that pistol. was the thing, because I had played Contra 3 before I had played this, and so to go and play the original Contra, I'm like, shit, I have to press the button every time I want to fire? Yeah. Because it, it, it's a real thumb killer, like... I, you're excited to get that machine gun just to give your thumb a rest because it allows you to actually just hold the button. Right. Yeah, um, it's very even nice. Even though it's less useful than the other guns. Is there a rapid fire? There in is, this? A, there rapid is fire, a rapid fire. Okay. Which, Again, that's something that's done away with eventually. It, it's very, it's kind of poorly integrated because the first time you see it, it's like the first or second power up you get. You get like machine gun and then rapid fire, which is not very obvious on the machine gun. No. They should have given you like spread gun and then rapid fire. It's like whatever gun you have, if then you get an R, it makes it fire faster. Right. Um, it's, it's useful, but not tremendously. I mean, basically what you want to do in Contra is... Get the spread gun, get the R, and then never die. Yeah, exactly. Because like, if you die, you're going to get screwed. Sure. Because <laughs> you're back to back to zero, much like the Gradius games. Like, oh, yeah. You, you power up and get huge, and then you get, like, killed by some errant bullet, and you're like, well, <laughs> guess my run is over. Yep, like, yep. That was It was fun. It, it was, was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Um, what the, the one thing I will say about this the playthrough of this game 
is a lot of those later levels are real buttholes of levels. Oh, sure. Like, there was a lot of, um, I think it's called the energy zone. It's like the fifth or sixth level where there's these flame jets that come out from the side or oh. down from the top. And, like, they just, it feels really dirty. There's a lot of aspects of you, like, going running under these crushers that kind of act in unpredictable patterns. Or, yeah, you'll jump for these flame jets, and then they'll just come down and get you. And it... It I that's the one thing I don't like about this game is the later levels have too many environmental hazards. Mm-hmm. And like you don't want to be getting killed by your environment in Contra. You wanna if you're gonna die, you wanna go out in a blaze of glory getting shot by other alien or like crushed by alien bosses. Yeah. But to just like get hit by a flame jet, it, it feels sad. And like a couple of these later levels really ended up frustrating me for that reason. Um, and I think, I feel like that's the only aspect of this game that hasn't aged great. And I'm sure. I would agree. Yeah. Um, you know, the, if you play in an NES game, you kind of know what to expect. You know, it, it's, it's old school NES difficulty. It's, uh, it, it's, it's gonna have some questionable design choices yeah. like your Ninja Gaidens of the era or sure. your Mega Mans, you know, they, they've got some choices that were made to make the game more difficult. I mean, what, um, I, what I will say, too, is, like, for this being a hallmark of the series of, like, extreme difficulty, I don't think that Contra is any more... I think it's easier than probably... It's definitely easier than Ninja Gaiden. Oh, it's yeah. Pro- it's easier than probably the first Mega Man. Uh, yeah, I would say. I would say. Just in terms of it's not that long, and sort of once you memorize where things are coming from, they're just not as frustrating so yeah, it is weird. Th- this th- is of of the like super hard NES era. This one is doable. Like this yes. isn't Ghosts and Goblins. This is, no, this game is doable. <laughs> yeah, that game yeah. is just an impossible game. Right, right. Um. So yeah, for whatever that's worth, it's just weird that like Mega Man has just like they like eased up. They're mm-hmm. like this. This series does not need to be so like hard. Like a hallmark of high difficulty isn't part of it. Yeah. Whereas Contra, for whatever reason. I think in a lot of ways got harder and we yeah. might see that as we get into some of the later games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that any other things to say about OG Contra? No, I, and I think we're probably going to bounce around and talk back sure. uh, about it some more, but uh, let me take a break real quick and offer you uh, uh, some food. We have options here. Uh, do you want the soup or C? Uh, <laughs> I'll have a C because I'm curious what that is. A cracker, right? It's just a cracker. <laughs> okay. You can either have a bowl of soup or just one cracker that's been licked. <laughs> oh, you didn't, you didn't add that part in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the chef hasn't been telling people, but he, sure. he gently kisses every one of sure. them. <laughs> don't, order, don't order the fun dip. I'll tell you that. <laughs> pre-licked fun dip. Dude, Pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Super C, uh, a title that always confused me a little bit because yeah. I'm like, why are we diluting the brand like immediately yeah. after? Why not just call it Super Contra? I mean, that's the name of the arcade game. That's what it's Super called. Contra. I, I'm but wondering if there was some kind of legal dispute between that arcade port and maybe this. Maybe they or, wanted to stray away from the Iron Contra scandal. That could be like, it entirely. Yeah, yeah. Because by Contra 3 in 1992, everyone had forgotten about it. So, <laughs> um, yes, I mean, I could actually see that being an, uh, a real thing. Super C... This was released in arcades in 1988, and it made it to the NES in 1990. So, yeah, we we played the uh, arcade version as well. We're gonna say the same thing same that thing. we did about the first Contra arcade. It just it just doesn't feel right. It feels no. like a port. It's weird because it feels like a port of the NES version mm. to like a more powerful, but let like. 
a graphically more powerful but like less well coded system. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It's like your your master system port of this game or That's, something. It's it, what it feels your like. Your characters are bigger, more colorful, but they still don't feel right. And bullets curve in a weird way. Like they do. a turret will like shot at me and I ducked under the under the bullet and then it kind of just lowered down and killed me and I'm like I don't think that's how it should work. Yeah, you're uh, used to the bullets just going in a straight line forever, yeah. you know. These ones arc. <laughs> Which is maybe more realistic, but not what I want. Um, Super C uh it, it doesn't tend to get a lot of love. Uh, no. I think just because it it does a lot of what Contra does. Yes. Like it, it it doesn't add a whole lot new to the mix here. Which isn't bad, but I mean, if you're just kind of refining a formula that exists already, like it's uh, it's not going to be as memorable as if you're just kind of right. trying to do your own thing. And but there's nothing wrong with Super C. Oh, I, not at I, all. I enjoy it a great deal. It's yes. just kind of more of the same. A couple of new things that they do add here: uh, you can stack your weapons now, your power up. You can mm-hmm. stack your power ups. So they get more powerful the more of a single. I one I think you, you can get. only get it like twice. So you're if you right. get a spread gun and then you get the spread gun again, it fires a little faster. Yeah, it's not like you can get like 500 spread guns and <laughs> just full, just hold, fill up the whole screen with bullets every Just time. shoot once and you, the game's over. <laughs> you won. It's just going to go de- eliminate the world. Yeah. Uh, they also mixed up the kind of in-between segments. So instead of a behind-the-back one, we're now doing a top-down vertical scrolling thing a la uh, a Smash Kari, TV, Akari, Akari Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. Um, I like this a lot. I think the first time I saw this top down and realized that it was different, the first time I played Super C and realized that it was top down, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it more than the uh, shooting gallery sections of yeah. the original Contra. Though now I mostly just enjoy that they're both they're each there. Like I, I don't know if I have a big preference for one or the other, but it's cool that they're they're both there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, weapons are all pretty much the same this time around, yeah. I think. Like, there's nothing really new. Is this where they add the homing gun? No, that's I think that's one. in the Game Boy one. Okay, yeah, I think that's the game one. Uh, yeah, so not a whole lot new here. Uh, I like the level design here because there's a lot of, like, variance in elevation, you know? Like, yes. the first level is kind of one big ramp mm-hmm. and through the city. So, plot-wise, this takes place one year after the original Contra, it's assuming that you've beaten the original Contra, you've defeated the alien uh, invasion, but now a military leader has gone missing in South America, and it's suspected that he might have been kidnapped by an alien sleeper cell, basically doing the same thing over again. Okay, we have an alien yeah. base, you need to go back and stop it. Um, kind of the same thing again. I, and I would say, like, I think that this is, in many ways, like, my favorite kind of sequel that's on the same system as the original version Mm -hmm. of something where you just really get more of the same. Because, like, Contra was just in a level of quality by itself for this genre, So, and it's not a hugely long game. So to have another game that basically scratches the exact same itch but gives you a whole different set of levels is, is really welcome. And really, I think generally the levels here are better. I think they are less memorable in a lot of ways i think the music is definitely a weak point mm. a lot of the levels you just have sort of solid black backgrounds yeah. um but there's fewer of those uh environmental traps and frustrations yeah i think this game is a little easier than the first contra mostly a little for easier. that reason it does um, add like pitfalls like the first game didn't have pitfalls. yeah there's a bullshit does. section of this game where like the ground just kind of starts pulling down under you yeah and you kind of just have to walk slowly anything in a contra game that forces you to walk slowly is no un- unwelcome no don't want it don't want yeah. it um but yeah this game this game is great too one thing i noticed that was a little odd is uh the nes classic when it came out uh original contra not on there 
uh, on the oh, default really? games, but Super C is. And I imagine that Konami uh, wasn't as willing to uh, loan out uh, the original Contra for the same price. I've forgotten so, about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, and again, like, well, no, because by the time the mini came out, no one would care that the name was related to oh, the Iron yeah. Contra scandal. Yeah. Like, so that that wouldn't hold water. I could see it. Uh, I could see it influencing the title of this game, but not necessarily that. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, not a whole lot new or exciting, but I I do love this game. Yeah. I, I you hit me on the right day. Like I like this more than original Contra. Yeah. Uh, I think it really just kind of depends on the mood, but I think it's of an equal quality. Yes, and, I think that's, that's and, a very uh, good way to put it. Yeah, I the only thing that is disappointing is that like. I think when you look at a lot of other NES series, there's so much variation from entry to entry. Like Castlevania 1 looks nothing like Castlevania 2, which looks nothing like Castlevania 3. Mario, all three Mario games are entirely different. And so, you know, there's a little bit of uh, of been there, done that with with Super C. Um, But again, when what you've been and done is Contra, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Exactly. And it's like, I just think, I think Contra suffers a little bit when you try to overcomplicate the formula. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't quite know what else I would want from an NES Contra game. I mean, we we did, there is one more NES Contra game, and I can tell you it's, whatever it is, is not what I want. It's not what I want. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Um, Let's move on a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah. Because uh, uh, I want to talk about, Operation C. Again, okay. we're we're sticking with the C. This came out in 1991 on the Game Boy. Again, published and developed by Konami, although this was published underneath their Ultra brand. So, yeah, do you, do you know the story of the Ultra brand? Yeah, yeah. It's Ultra so- is like, uh, it's kind of like a Tengen thing. So mm-hmm. basically, Nintendo was very draconian in their rules right. about how many games they would allow each company to distribute. Like, I think each company got like five games a year. Okay. And Konami was like, all right, we're not going to make money off of that. So they created a second imprint called Ultra. That's where you get your Ninja Turtles games, your Metal Gear, uh, and a, a couple of other spinoffs. So it was basically titles. the same. It was just basically Konami. Just it's Konami. It yeah. is. It's Konami again. It's just it's just a way that they we had to work around. should have done a mini around. series on Ultra games. Oh, yeah, that's true. That we missed an opportunity yeah. on April Fool's Day. Sure. But also it would have made sense. Uh, so Operation C is bringing Contra to the Game Boy. The and palm of your hand. Your, fing- your fingertips. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and this is not a port. This is an original game, which is cool. But it, uh, like, pulls a bunch of assets. Sure. Like, oh, it, of course. It's kind of like a, a remix of the NES ones. And this is going to be about what you expect. This is a shrunk-down, pocket-sized version of the game that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game was a delight. Uh, yeah. I, I had never played this one before uh, uh, getting ready for this show. And you know what? This one's great. I, I don't... I don't go back to Game Boy games it's, very it's often. Tough. It's it's difficult to go back. I was playing this on my TV on the Contra Collection, mm-hmm. which might be the better way to do oh, it. Oh, I mean, no question. It, it's just, it's a lot to ask. And this, you know, we are on the record here as just having a lot of trouble with original Game Boy games. Sure. I was playing this on an SP, and it still is just so dang small. Right. Um, and, like, but what what is here is really good. Like, whereas, like, Super Mario Land... Um, which is a pretty good Game Boy game. Yeah. Doesn't quite feel the way you want your Mario to feel. It feels this, too sparse, I yeah. guess. That's it yeah, it very feels empty. Yeah. Um, and this game really does feel like a Contra game. Like, yeah. It does run a little slower. And like you said about sparse and empty, that's kind of there a little bit too. 
Not as of, bad as Mario right. Land, but there are, yeah. There's definitely, it, like, yeah. longer of you just kind of running along this flat surface. It's going to be but, minimalist any way you yeah. slice it. It kind of has to be. But you get that amazing uh, Game Boy processor chipset version of the Contra theme. Yeah. Which might almost be my favorite rendition of it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Something about the Game Boy speaker just hits different. Like, it just sounds so distinctive and just brings me back to childhood memories so distinctly. Yeah. Uh, I, I just love it. Yeah, this is, I would say, the shortest and easiest of the old school oh, yeah. Contra no, games. No question. There's only five yeah. levels here. The last boss is kind of just a heart that kind of just sits there and you just pump bullets into. Sure. Um, which is, don't, don't try that if you ever go in for open surgery. No. If, if your surgeon says, just pump bullets into it. Damn you, it. You go, go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can you can really cruise through this game. I think that that's really in its favor. Like, yeah. a Game Boy game that has no save feature, you don't want it to take longer than, you know, 20 minutes to beat. No. And um, this game also only one player, which is something that is definitely a shame mm. but there's no way it could support having two people on the screen at the same time no. even with a link cable no not at all it, yeah if you are this is not like if you want to follow along with us and play your contra games at home which you should this one is not a chore by any means oh no not at all uh only four weapons this time around you get a standard rifle you get a spread gun you get a fire gun and you get the homing gun uh homing gun's great i, I mm -hmm. love a good like heat seeking missile yeah, five levels. There are two top-down segments, which is nice. Um, Plot-wise, this takes place another year after Super C, so two years after Contra. Uh, this one ditches Lance, just casts you as Bill, although the Game Boy manual inverts this. The Game Boy manual says you're playing as Lance, and it also says Bill's last name is Ko. Uh, huh. Also, apparently, their code names are Scorpion and Mad Dog. I did not know that. Uh, oh, we Lance. I see. I got if, when you play Contra Four, mm -hmm. Scorpion and Mad Dog are separate characters. Really? So I don't know. I That's think, confusing. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that the story here gets pretty garbled. Like my mm -hmm. guess is that Japanese Konami had one idea of how the story was going to go, and then a lot got lost in translation or changed. Right. Because <laughs> I think the I bet the writer didn't even know who which one was Bill and which one was Lance in a lot of terms. The well, manual they, they don't have uh, in the Game Boy game that you don't know what color pants they have. You don't. So like don't. It's, it's a mystery. I it mean, obviously they're not fitting the purple pants processor no. on the Game Boy card. You just can't fit <laughs> it. Can't fit you it. can't fit it. You need a much bigger device, the size of your head. Sure. Uh, but yeah, this one the the plot is just Bill. You are uh, invading a corporation. That was that was the name of uh, Bill's one man show. Just Bill. Just Bill. Just Bill. <laughs> About how he goes and he 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 plays all the characters. He plays the alien queen. He plays the flamethrower gun. <laughs> 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 you ever notice how like I backflip like this, yeah. but Lance backflips like this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so basically, the the alien technology from the last two games has been co opted by this evil corporation called the Black Viper. They're trying to use these to make alien weaponry, and you need to break in and shoot them all up and stop them. Got it. Uh, you know, that's fine. <laughs> sure. I, I was I was impressed with this game. There's really not a whole lot to say about it that we haven't covered in the last no. two. It does feel like just a nice extension of that. But if you want like a very good Contra game on a handheld, this is great. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can do that. You can do much worse. Uh, Contra uh, Operation C, very nice. I mean. Could you do much if you want a contra handheld game? I don't know if you could do worse mm. because there's only one other handheld contra game, and I don't know sure it's worse. There's probably one of those Tiger Electronic oh, ones. Oh, that's right? true. I wouldn't You're doubt probably that. Probably that's right. probably worse. I don't know. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, a big meaty one that we really need to talk about: Contra Three. Oh, Contra Three: The, the Alien, Alien Wars, Wars released Which March 26, 1992. Again, published and developed by Konami. 
Man, I I have finally corrected uh, something that not a big since, old gap in not my history. Since Star Fox sixty four. I, I yes. swear to God, the only the only moment I've ever seen Woody actually get the vapors. Like <laughs> I felt like I needed to you, pull you out to fan me a fan and a fainting couch and maybe like a nice slap in the face yeah. when I told him I had not Those played smelling salts where you <laughs> just break open a little capsule. Yeah. It's like oh my stars. Like I I I thought you either might faint or straight up punch me in the face. Well, like, I couldn't. Tell. I wouldn't do that, Steve. <laughs> You know, I, mean, I couldn't tell. It was an impulse. Surely like, I, I would understand. have better reasons to punch you in the face than that. I got it. There's <laughs> got to be so many. But uh, I had not you played. Steve punchable face gunly. <laughs> I've got one of those. Uh, yeah. I, I have... I, hold on. Yeah, yeah. For let's... what it's worth, I would never punch someone in the face who was wearing glasses. Because that seems. I'm going to keep these on. Yeah, that seems just like a dangerous, cruel thing to do. Sure. So than just, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Uh, so I had not played Contra three until I was getting ready for this episode. Yeah. And, uh, I've got some breaking news for you guys. Contra three fucking slaps. It's so good. <laughs> it's, really good. it's so good. It's so much fun. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry I missed out on it. Like, uh, I, I you played, were a Sega kid. I was you a Sega kid, yeah, and yeah. I played a lot of Contra Hardcore, which we'll get to in a moment. Which but, was uh, which was a newish one to me. It was, like, yeah, yeah. And these were of an era, and they were, uh, they were, you know, when people are kind of discussing which is the better one, it tends to be a toss up between those two games. I um, think usually, I, if I if I had to trace that narrative, it would usually be that most people think that Contra Three was the is the better game because mm. it was Super Nintendo, much more beloved, more um, sort of nostalgia for that. Um, and th- that was a huge game on the Super Nintendo. And now I feel like as people like got back into emulation, they're like, oh, there's another Contra game on the Genesis. And like that one has kind of found its own audience. And yeah. Like, wow. This game's great, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but after playing both of them, I'm just the Super Nintendo one's better. Like <laughs> I, I, I might fight you. I might oh. fight you on that. We'll see. We're, okay. we're going to do some rankings at the end <laughs> sure. of the show. I, I don't know where yeah. I've settled quite yet, but. Needless to say, I loved Contra 3. Uh, this one is the most substantial upgrade to what we've seen in everything yeah. bef- so far. Obviously, it's a 16-bit game, so everything's going to be bigger, prettier, faster. Uh, the biggest gameplay innovations, I would say, here uh, are, one, you can climb walls. Mm-hmm. Very useful mechanic. And uh, really, really well integrated to the game. There's very. a lot of bosses that basically take place with you g- climbing a wall or grabbing onto things mm-hmm. or the only safe areas holding onto the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of stuff like that, uh, which works really well. You can switch between weapons now. Mm-hmm. So you're not just stuck with whatever power-up you got. You can switch back and forth between them. Uh, if you die, then you're going to lose whatever weapon you were holding at the time, but right. you'll keep whatever else was in your slot. Uh, so that's a nice mechanic that's really nice. There's also uh, there's bombs. If you press A, it'll kind of unleash the smart bomb, which kills all the enemies in the area. Mm-hmm. This, th- I don't like those. Like, no. I, I feel like those are always a little dirty because if you, you can change the amount of lives that you start with in this game to seven, which is a nice way to play. Yeah. But then every time you respawn, you get another bomb and you can kind of just cheese your way through it. Yeah. Um, now, I, these were a feature that was in the uh, J- Japanese version of the original Contra on the Famicom. Oh. And it got dropped when okay. it came over here. Uh, so that, yeah. Our, the smart bombs? Yeah, the, the mass destruction. Yeah, you would find power-ups that would just clear the... You, you wouldn't get manual oh, control oh, okay. over them, yeah, yeah. but you'd find power-ups that would clear the room. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, and the other thing is your default gun, as opposed to having to, you know, constantly slamming the Y button to shoot, is just a str- super fast machine gun. Right. Um, and I, this is this is a tremendous improvement. It is. Um, actually, hold on. It's worth. 
Uh, Operation C was the first game that had that, I believe. I oh, yeah. You, yeah, can yeah, hold, yeah. you can hold the button in the Game Boy one. So that's right. the big innovation in that game. Yeah, you're right. You're it right. really comes into its own here in Contra 3. You can also, if you want to look like a total badass, mm-hmm. you hold L and R and your character will like brandish both guns. Yeah. And then if you press Y, he'll do the, the somersault and just shoot both guns everywhere. Oh, it that's is, awesome. It is a very useless technique because you have no aim over it, but it looks really cool. <laughs> it, does. <laughs> like, it does. It does. Uh very dynamic levels like they're changing all the time there's shit blowing up you can destroy the backgrounds now like this game has like such an arc to the way the levels are designed like Mm -hmm. if you look at original contra they're just like you're in the jungle you shoot some guys you get to the boss like that's it that's the first level of contra and it works fine yeah but like the first level of contra 3 is you're in a city you get in a tank you fight you you jump over some fire pits a building gets destroyed a ship, like a, a bomber comes and lights the city on fire. Mm. You're dodging magma rocks, and then you fight a giant alien turtle that shoots out bees. And you're like, that's all the stuff that happens. That's level first, one. That's yeah. level one. And you're like, wow, they're really go over the top here. By the way, I significantly hate those fireballs. Those are yeah. some of the hardest to dodge fireballs it, it, ever. Because, it, like, every every part of it, sometimes you'll see, like, there's a there's a plume that'll hit you. Sometimes it'll be, like, a meteor that'll fly off yeah, of it and, and sometimes, you. yeah, you destroy the fireball by, you know, shooting it. I, which, I question the validity of destroying a fireball by shooting it. Yeah. Um, but then it will have break off. tried, though? Yeah, have I have tried. not. It will send us your video of shooting fireballs. All right, hang um, on. I have a gun and some tennis balls. I'm yeah, going to light them on, on fire. Because <laughs> um, sometimes you'll shoot them, and they will explode into smaller fireballs, which will also kill you. Yeah. <laughs> which is, you're like, God damn it, what's I supposed to do? Fucking fireballs. Um, yeah, so this game is just like a total high speed, really, really fast action. Every level is just very ornate. Um, instead of the uh, top-down structure from Super C, where it was just kind of advanced from the bottom to the top of the screen, um, here they have like an open-ended top-down uh, no. world, which I was kind of like a big deal in terms of technology. Like I remember in the Super Nintendo, like, Nintendo was like, oh, it has Super 8 or Mode 7 mode rotation. Seven. Yeah, if you really which, want to see them, Mode 7s. Yeah. Which was another thing that, like, I feel like Nintendo thought everyone would care way more about than they actually did. Like, oh, please, give me blast processing. Yeah, any day yeah of the exactly. Week. These, we, I mean, if we're going to say era, nonsense made up Yeah, bullshit. nonsense terminology. Yeah. And basically, it lets the screen rotate. Like, you have to press L and R to rotate and shoot around with your guys. Which took me a while to figure out. I was kind of just, out. like, walking <laughs> around, like, awkwardly uh, trying to aim. Which worked fine. It actually yeah. weirdly worked better for me than adjusting the oh, screen. Sure. Um, yeah. These games, I don't, these are probably my least favorite of the alternate game types. Yeah. Um, these levels, if you play them on two player, you can actually uh, split up where you and your partner go. And mm-hmm. so you can clear these really fast. But if you play on one player, you kind of have to navigate through the whole level over these bridges that break mm-hmm. um and then once you get to the boss especially on level five which is a top-down kind of sand alien layer there's these whirlpools that spin you around and it kind of makes me sick like oh. you, you end up spinning so fast that it makes you a little nauseous oh, okay yeah um, yeah so i'm not crazy about these i think that they are the weak point of uh of of this game which mm-hmm. is otherwise devoid of weak points yeah um it, it I like the, how muscled up the plot of, of this one is, yeah. too. Like, for every game so far, it's been like, okay, we've got an alien invasion. Uh, we're pre-alien invasion. We've got aliens plotting to overthrow it, and we're going to send in some guys and stop it. They've yeah. stopped it three times at this point. Yeah. 
The fourth time was the charm. Okay, so this game takes place six months after the aliens finally launched a successful attack. Okay. Most of the world is in ruins and we're full on at war. Yeah. And that's reflected in the game. And that's why, like, it's it's on the city streets. Like, there are cars exploding. There are people running in fear. And there are dogs with weird demon faces. <laughs> and, like, yeah. So it, it feels more lived in. It feels more urgent and yeah. uh, more exciting than I think the other games have been. Just because yeah. the stakes are so much higher. The stakes are um, really high. Yeah. And um, this game is also very, very short. Which is a thing that I had forgotten about um, until I played through it again and it was like, oh, I think the next level is the last level and it felt like we had hardly been playing at all. Um, I think there's only, yeah, there's only six levels in this whole game. It is structured in an interesting way that they would kind of uh, revisit in later Contra games where you can play this game on hard or on easy, but then it will just kind of end, I think, on the end of the fifth level and they're like, okay, if you want to see more, you got to play on normal. Yeah. Then if you play on normal you'll beat what you think is the last boss. And they're like, okay, you got to play on hard. <laughs> and then if you play on hard, A, the game is just way harder. Oh, but yeah. um, there will be an, one final additional last boss that's like, okay, great. Now you've finally mastered the game. And that was another actually example. Um, that sort of secret last boss in the Japanese version just showed up on normal. So yeah. if you played on normal, you would quote unquote beat the game. But in the US version, they're like, no, we got to make it only on hard. People get to see the true exciting ending of all the credits of the people who made the game. Because <laughs> that's, that's your sweet, sweet reward. That's what you need. Seeing a bunch of names you'll never remember. Oh, every time. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Contra 3, fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep playing it, obviously. Like, it, it's, I haven't beaten it yet. The uh, fourth level is, I believe, where you're on these sort of uh, fast, speedy bikes. Um, is I believe my favorite level in all of gaming because at some point you grab onto a motor or a helicopter missile, which then launches the missile and you are fighting a boss while jumping from missile to missile backwards yeah. as they're being destroyed. It blew my mind the first <laughs> time I played this level, and it is so good. Like it still feels kind of ahead of its time that you have those d dynamics. Well, the thing like that. that I love about this game so much, and I feel like what most games problem is just in video games in general is they kind of settle on a thing that works and then they use that thing a lot yeah they're like okay we found this gameplay loop we found this enemy that you fight in a certain way in contra 3 they settle on so many things that work but they don't use any of them like more than once or like twice like they immediately just sort of throw you into the next thing right so you're never a sense of yeah i've seen this before yeah you're always just like oh man what what kind of crazy thing are they going to throw at me next yeah uh, yeah I, I think contra 3 is one of the all-time great action games just period absolutely uh let's move on to one that maybe doesn't have that title sure. uh this is a weird one Contra Force. All sure. right, so Contra Name Force I always forget. was released on September 30th, 1992. Again, published and developed by Konami. So, so this game, this yeah. game in 1992, this game is for the NES. Yes. Like, uh, the, I consider games that came out for 1990 on the NES to be fairly late. Right. Like, <laughs> this, is, this, this was crapped out kind of right at the end of its life and cycle. And as, as a result, and aside from it being a Contra game as well, this game ends up being pretty expensive. Like, I yes. think this game is going to cost you triple digits at this point. At this um, point, yeah. It, it is one of the rarer games on the NES at this point. Uh, also, it's because it was only released in the North American market. Okay. Um, all right, so with each of these games, when I was going through making notes, I wanted to answer the question, all right, what is new and different in this sequel? And everything is the answer in this one. Yeah. Because this isn't a Contra game, technically. Right. 
Uh, it's not like they built up from Contra and were like, what works? No. It's, it's essentially, this is essentially like the Super Mario Brothers 2 of Contra, except that that game is good. Right. Like, <laughs> so Contra Force, it started life in Japan in the early 90s as a game called Arkhound. Uh, and it, it was just kind of like a run-and-gun shooter like this. And it uh, the, the production was canceled because there's not as strong of a market for this kind of game as in Japan as there is here. Okay. So uh, the company decided that they were going to cancel production in Japan, release it exclusively in North America, and then rebrand it with the Contra name. Got it. So other than that, it really has no connection to the Contra world. This right. takes place in 1992 as opposed to 500 years yeah. later. Uh, so it's like really not related at all. You're, You're kind of just fighting like construction workers with guns just is kind of, the, kind of the feel yeah i mean there's yeah. some there's some novel stuff here so this is the first game in the series that lets you choose between one of four players mm -hmm. lets you first one that lets you choose your player at all yep. really and uh you get to be who are the who are the guys here it's, it's uh, irons burns, burns beans I, yeah and smith and smith so uh burns burns is your leader he's kind of your leonardo type he's sure. your all around uh uh smith is your sharpshooter he's got a little sniper rifle beans is the demolition expert and irons is a heavy weapon user and they but they all play the same like Pretty all of their much. default weapons are the same like they're just kind of a rapid fire pistol um or sniper rifle but it is still basically the same and then this game has a weird gradius power-up system where you get these little briefcases that sort of raise your level at the bottom and then once you hit a level you're happy with you press select to switch to that weapon and yeah. then it resets at zero until you go and get more power-ups so like if you have and, six little segments and you collect six briefcases then you get a weapon like yeah. the best weapon out of but it or I, something like that. all of them at the end have uh like ti and then like rb is their last thing and i couldn't even figure out what their final power-up was it's but uh, like uh, rapper ti and uh deceased former justice ruth bader ginsburg oh yeah perfect well uh, she would be the highest level the collaboration <laughs> that people have been asking for for a sure. while by the way yeah um the other weird thing about like i don't know that's just a bad I mean, I feel the same way as I do about Gradius. Like, it's just a bad power-up system because it is very satisfying when you get that high-level thing, but the fact that you just lose it as soon as you die is very demoralizing. Well, it's like, it's it's almost like a precursor to, like, a roguelike sort of yeah. building system, you know, mm -hmm. where, like, your your enjoyment of the game is going to depend on how long you can stay alive, you know, and, and what kind of things you can acquire as you go. But, like... With a roguelike, you're going to mix it up every time. This time, you are on a pretty linear path. You're going to yeah. get one of these six items. Um, the other thing, I mean, yeah, this game really is composed of, like, a lot of neat ideas. Yeah. Just, they're not executed very well, and they certainly don't feel true to Contra. Um, That's the thing immediately. Like, you'll notice it right from the get-go. Like, this is not Contra. <laughs> they, they move very slow, very well, silly. okay. They have silly walks. They all have yeah, silly walks. Yeah, they, they graduated from the Ministry of Silly Walks. They, they look like they did. Yeah. Like, uh, if you're walking with Smith with his sniper rifle poked out in front, he's just like, it's kind of like a South Park character movement, like a wobbling back and forth. <laughs> yeah, the graphics are much sort of bright, more brighter and colorful here. Um, and the other thing about this game is, like, it just, it's basically unplayable mm -hmm. because of the level of slowdown. It feels like there's, like, glue in the cartridge that's this, like blocking all of the circuits from going through if you yeah this frame rate is a nightmare yeah like it is it is 
so aggravating. Like you're <laughs> even if there's stuff here that you enjoy, which I think we both yeah. do. Like I, I love an NES game with lots of destructible. Oh, environments. So many destructible. So many. It's kind of the mechanic here. Like yeah. that's where you find your little briefcases yep. to power yourself up. You have to destroy shit constantly. Uh, but I mean, the the action feels much slower. You're not like it already, as, like yeah. it already feels slower than original Contra from a gameplay standpoint. But then divide that like in half, or yeah. like <laughs> take away nine tenths of the speed for the NES being unable to process it. Which I don't know why. Like I've seen plenty of games that are more graphically interesting than this that play just fine. Yeah. Um. So it, it was it clearly has a feel of like they had good ideas. They just didn't take those extra levels of polish it, it feels like the the game really didn't work but they'd already spent some money on it so they're like all right let's recoup our losses call it a contra game and release it yeah and uh this was supposed to be called contra 3 it was supposed Oof. to come out before the alien wars okay. came out on nine uh, i wound up getting pushed back so instead of march it was going to be in september now and so they switched the titles around. So really, Contra, Contra, Contra the Alien Wars got to be Contra 3. We really dodged a bullet that this was not a numbered Contra game. Yeah. Because this is, this is basically considered non-canon. Not that anyone Although Contra cares. Force is now kind of a pun because it's the fourth game. No. But well, well, what about Operation C? Operation C, that's true, so. yeah. But, you know, so technically Contra 3 would be Contra 4 if we're going with that. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. So if they fucked up. Konami, <laughs> fuck you. I hate um, these games now. The I did finally because I was just curious and I had time to spare. I was able to finally get this game running in an. I ran it in an emulator and then overclocked the emulator so it would actually play at a consistent, smooth frame rate, which made it much more fun. Yeah, but I will say, like, I think even if this game plays right, it's kind of like a B minus. Uh, C grade NES game, like it's not one you would reach for until unless you're like real desperate for something on your NES, or if you're just but, a contra completist and kind of want to see what this little weird oddity is. But this isn't considered canon. Like, no, no, Konami doesn't recognize this. It it was not included in that collector's edition, uh, other than like a very brief mention in the uh, manual. Like right. that's all it gets. Oh, it's like, did you know another Contra game exists? It's like you don't get to play it, but it no, does. it does. It's bad. Um, don't play it. The other thing is. You, when you play in the one-player mode, you can even you can switch your characters um, on the fly in one or two-player. You don't actually lose the game until both of your characters die. Yeah. And everyone has two lives, um, so you can once your character dies, you just switch into a new body. It's um, it's kind of like RPG like. It's got a, a, some very light RPG of. elements, some light like kind of tactical can, elements. Yeah, but. like ta you can even switch. Like if you are playing one player, you can put a computer player in to play as one of the other characters and sort of control their tactics. Yeah. Um, and create much more slowdown for yourself. Yeah. But they'll only stay in for like five seconds at a time. I don't know. It's just a game where like it is actually pretty ambitious for the NES. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be a decent game if the frame rate didn't leave it as unplayable. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel done. Right. Uh, it yeah, just that's a good way. To it doesn't it. feel like they they bothered to do a second pass on it. Uh, let's talk about our last game for this episode from the classic era. That's Contra Hardcore. C O R P S. I used to pronounce it Corpse. We Hard all corpse. did. Uh, we all were all very confused, and we loved our game Blast Corpse. Yeah, Blast which, Corpse, yeah, which is where you favorite. go down to the graveyard and put <laughs> M80s inside the bodies. You want to play and some I, Blast Corpse? I really don't want to know what Hard Corpse is. Yeah, in that ooh, case, yeah. Ew, ew. Uh, this was released September fourteenth, nineteen ninety four. That's where you put the dead bodies in the freezers. Oh, for, okay. Yes. Well, excuse me. Yeah. I was I was thinking it was worse or, or unseemly in some yeah, way. Yeah, I know. Uh, so this one is exclusive to the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Uh, one of the only Contra games that is. 
And I think the only Contra game that is exclusive to any Genesis platform, any yes, Sega platform. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So this one kind of takes everything we've known about Contra and uh, flips it, mixes it around, and it's kind of incorporates elements of every game we've seen so yeah. far, including Contra Force, weirdly. Yeah. But it does feel much, it still feels like Contra. If this, that's the big yeah. difference. Well, Contra Force did not feel like it was a Contra game in any sense of the word. <laughs> Contra Hardcore absolutely does. Yeah. It feels like it's uh, living up to the title. So this one takes place five years after the end of Contra 3. The world has been rid of the alien threat, but there's a new threat arising left over from some of their technology. Mm. People have been making genetic hybrids and cyborgs, and those have become sentient and are starting to try to take over the planet. And so you need to bring in the Hardcore, which <laughs> is a, a team of four super soldiers who have to come in. Yeah, and who do you stop pick them. for your super soldiers? You pick a dude, mm -hmm. a girl, mm -hmm. a wolf with a machine gun arm, mm -hmm. and a little cute robot. Wally, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Let's get, that was what it's let's like get, what would happen if you crossed Wally with Predator. Let's get Wally, uh Teen Wolf, uh and two other human people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we don't have any Bill or Lance in this one. Uh, our characters are now Ray Powered. Yes, that's his name. Ray Powered is our generic white guy. And the cool thing about this game is that every character has their own unique set of weapons right. and power-ups. All the power-ups that you get in the game are just A, B, C, or D, right. but like a B, and they all kind of represent the first thing. Like A is always a rapid fire thing. B is kind of like a laser. Um, C is like a grenade, and mm -hmm. D is like homing. But like what that specific gun is is different for every character. Right. And Which, they get weirder. Like it, Ray yeah. has your very standard like contra loadout of the spread gun. Or yeah, like yeah. The, the sort of precise laser. But like what's... Um, Sheena, yeah, Sheena, yeah. Uh, Sheena Etranzi. I don't know. That feels like that feels like a uh, anagram of something, or sure. I don't know. But she's the first uh, female player playable character in the series, yeah. and she uses a uh, a genocide Vulcan, which is like a fast laser machine gun. She yeah. has a shower crash, which is kind of like a mortar, like it shoots in an arc. Yeah. Um. There's the break laser, which kind of goes through enemies, and then an axe laser, which is like a homing laser. Okay. So. Uh, the best character of all time, Brad Fang, the werewolf with sunglasses and cyborg arms. Sure. Uh, he gets like some of the lesser power ups. I'd yeah, he kind of like say. his guns kind of suck. Like you get the advantage of playing with a werewolf, but you get the disadvantage of having the worst guns. Uh, that's the thing. Like he's got a psychic blaster, which you need to charge up, mm. uh, which is never really a fun thing. A flamethrower, not my favorite. The power punch, which is like a. a a melee attack yeah, for a contra sh game short which, range sort of fire punch which looks neat but not that useful it's good for like getting in close to like destructible environments mm, but you them can't like way. punch up or anything no no so. you just kind of it's a little tiny little energy blast that yeah. goes forward he, he just he doesn't know the first lesson of comedy which is always punch out always punch up always never punch <laughs> forward never just punch in a, a, a hadouken forward uh, and then finally, Beanie, or Brownie, excuse me, Brownie is our last little guy, and he is a squat, cute little droid with a big-ass gun sticking out of the front of him. Uh, he shoots a victory laser, which is a V-shaped beam. Mm -hmm. He's got a Gemini scatter, which is like a boomerang-style weapon. He's got an electromagnetic yo-yo, which is really <laughs> fun to use. And he's got a shield chaser, which just kind of provides 
offensive and defensive yeah. at the same time. So his weapons are super weird. Like he's, he's, super he's weird. a very bizarre character. And he's half the size of the other characters. So he's the only one that gets a double jump to kind of level that out. Yeah. So he can kind of jump equal to the others, but you need to double tap. I I, I think his hitbox is the same size. Though, yeah, I think so. He himself is smaller. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this game, like far and away, has the most content of any of these games. Like, so much going re- on. This game is super ambitious. Um, aside from having four characters, all of whom are pretty different, um, there's sort of a choosable paths in this game. Like at the end of the first level, they're like, do you want to go after the guy who you, boss you just fought or mm. do you want to go home and rescue the alien cell? Yeah. And you were saying that there's what you said there were six endings. In there's this game? six endings. Yeah. The, all these branching paths kind of lead to all these different ways to play, uh, which you might find a bit of an onerous task because I'm going to say this is the hardest game in the Contra oh, series. I'm going to call well, it like overall. Like, oh, well, I don't know yet. Well, I don't know yet. This okay, is the maybe, hardest of the ones we played. It's the hardest of the ones we played for this yeah. episode. Yeah. Yes, hardcore, no, no question hardcore about that. lives up to its name. It is yeah. very difficult. And I'll, I want to talk about that for yeah. a second because I think this is the thing that holds this game back. And if you were to play, again, if you were playing this, the American version of this game, which mm-hmm. is probably what you played, you die in one hit, traditional to all the other Contra games. But everything in this game feels like it moves so much faster than the other Contra games. Like, mostly they would, in the other games, enemies would kind of broadcast what they were going to do. Yeah. The bullets traveled kind of slow. Here, bullets just seem to go at full speed. Enemies basically will sort of swoop down at you constantly. They're kind of coming from all sides. Yeah. Which is all great stuff, but like... You just sometimes you just fall in a place where you're just dying constantly. It's like yeah. Ikaruga levels of just like, well, I spawned and now I died. Yeah, now I spawned yeah, yeah. and now I died. And the reason for that is this game was designed with you taking three hits. If you play this game, the Japanese version of this game, mm-hmm. your character has a three-hit life bar before you die and lose your weapon. That's the other crazy and, thing we should mention about that Contra collection. In addition to all of yeah. those games we mentioned, they also have the Japanese versions of yeah. all of those games. Or the European, if you want or to the European. robots, because you're super boring for some reason. Yeah, the, the, hard, hard, uh, the Japanese version is called The Hardcore, mm-hmm. and... You have infinite continues and you have three hits before you die. Right. So which, like which the, the level of difference between that is crazy. Yeah. Like, again, because every time you die, you lose your weapon. So basically, if you're playing the American version, you're just constantly dying. You only have the default weapon. Yeah. Um, and the end result is a game that has a crazy amount of content. And like the end of these game, like the levels are really cool from start to finish. There's a yeah. bunch of super creative bosses. This game really... Um, in a lot of ways feels a lot like Gunstar Heroes. Right, um, which I, I, that must have been like a Sega mandate or something, yeah. like because that came out the year before this. It was a big hit on the Genesis and that was one of the games that was kind of working to redefine or, or at least yeah. kind of perfect what this sort of game is. And so a lot of the bosses here feel like they were taken straight from that. definitely like a knockoff of like this sort of Transformer style boss that sort of reconfigures itself into a bunch of different forms and you're fighting on these high speed bikes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you see a ton of different levels. It's all super creative and super good. It's just like when you play the American version, it's just basically, it's so hard. Yeah. Like that it's just not, fun to me and like i but now you know we live in a wonderful age where you can find different versions of games um yeah. this particular version i played was a translate like it was the in english but they had the three hits points which made it a lot better and i also it had a configuration where i could use the 
Genesis mode shoulder button to lock your position. Like, Which the, is a weird mechanic that I was not aware of until you pointed it well, out. We were playing it a little bit. That was something beforehand. that I grew so used to with Contra 3 is if you hold L or R, your character will lock in position and allow you to shoot in different directions. So right. You're not always running the same direction you're trying to shoot. And to me, like that's a pretty essential part of controlling your positioning and you know not just running into bullets. Sure. Um, and it's just very hard on the Genesis controller. But eventually, I finally got this game the way that I wanted, and it is it is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. No, it's <laughs> it is it is a fantastic game. Like, yeah, I think there is that steep learning curve, but I I have actually beaten this game, the U.S. version Which on the I, Genesis. I am amazed. Like my my roommate and I used to play this a lot, and we played through it all the way, and like we, I, we've seen at least one of the endings. I so mean, like, and like this game, for what it's worth, for being so hard, like it really has a lot there to give it replay value. Because oh, yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to try a different character. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. See what that's like. Or you just try a different level, a path, different level. And but and again, it's it's uh, this game is, uh, this whole series is pattern memorization. You yeah. Know, they're pretty consistent about rolling enemies out in the same pattern every time. So you can learn. You can, yeah. you can learn to anticipate these things and kind of develop these skills over time. But I think that this game, because it's so much longer especially than contra three yeah. like you really have to play through it a lot more to get a handle on all these patterns like yeah. there's just a lot more to memorize here for sure for sure I'm, i i love hardcore I, th- I think it's fantastic uh definitely worth checking out yeah no and question. we haven't gotten to the end of our our first episode here uh <laughs> yeah. So we're we're gonna as we've done with the Sega game or with the uh, and Nintendo sixty four games, we're well, gonna be you know, ranking you know, our listeners, series. We did the whole series on the Sega Genesis. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't Go, catch that? You didn't. You missed it somehow. I don't know. It was it, we did spend like ten years doing <laughs> yeah. it. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna be ranking the games that we've played so far, and then just kind of folding in the next games and the next games till we have a comprehensive list. And I think maybe we'll aggregate again or do something like that yeah. to, to figure it out. But Re- real curious to see where Contra goes right, where it goes wrong. And yeah. uh, I think for the most part here, they, they went right. This is, uh, uh, I mean, I, I haven't played the rest, like I said, but I feel like, uh, my top five here is going to look pretty similar by the end of the oh, episode. Interesting, maybe, interesting. I don't know. Who knows? We'll maybe Neo Contra, you get to play as a samurai. That one might surprise me. A I samurai. haven't played it. So my, my list so far Unsurprisingly, my bottom is Contraforce. Yeah, no like it's just it's it just doesn't work. It's just kind of broken. Some good ideas. It's not an all outright disaster, but definitely not worth your time. Uh, just above that, Operation C. Yep. Uh, again, that's that seems low, but it's a very good game. Yeah. It's a very good Game Boy game. It's just isn't quite as innovative as uh, the others in the series. And, and you know, it's a Game Boy game, so it's yeah. black and white. It's not, yeah, exactly. it's not as good looking. It's not going to be. Um, my number four is Super C, yep. um, which, again, catch me on the right day, that might be number three. Yep. Uh, number three is Contra, original, original flavor. And here's where I think we're going to get into it. My number two is Contra 3, Ugh. and my number one is Hardcore. And I might yeah. this might change over the course of the show, because I'm going to keep playing Contra 3. It's one I have less experience with I'm than confident Hardcore. you'll be able Actually, we'll probably... I still have to let my laundry dry here. We can so go maybe for we'll it. play Contra 3 right after we'll this. Go and I, we'll I go for it. I will convince you. So this might change at the end of the show. It, yeah, uh, um, we, we reserve the right to vary our list depending sure. on different things. But we, we get that privilege now. I, I think uh, the fact that Contra Hardcore mixes up the formula really dramatically yeah. while still feeling very much like a Contra game. It's got wacky characters. Mm-hmm. It's got all these branching paths, all this replayability. Uh, the difficulty level is high, but it's not insurmountable, you know, uh, and I, I really enjoy what it does. Yeah. 
Um, you know, my my list is almost identical to yours. I think mm-hmm. exact same order. Contra Force at the bottom, Operation C, Super C, and then Contra. But basically, those are equivalent. Yeah. Um, and then Hardcore, mm-hmm. and then Contra Three. I think is the best one. But Hardcore has definitely grown on me. I mean, this is I. I'm certainly not offended by uh, by your statement. Uh, no, um, and and both uh, of those games are total classics. They are. You, you should run, run, don't walk, flip, jump, flip don't jump. don't regular jump <laughs> to play Contra Three and Contra Hardcore. Definitely, definitely. Right. Well, thank you so much for everybody for listening, letting us kind of uh, uh, languidly dig into this series a little bit. Quality we've, stuff. We've got several more games to come here. So on our next episode, we're going to be covering well, what I'm calling the transitional era uh, where we're out of the 16-bit, 8-bit era and we're trying to figure out how does Contra work in 3D. So we're going to be playing real classics. We're going to be playing the game Contra Legacy of War, the name of our uh, series here. We're going to be playing C, the Contra Adventure. We're going to be playing Contra. That, that, you know what? That was released out in, 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 in Mexico. <laughs> yes, the Contra <laughs> <Yeah>. Adventure. <laughs> yes, it is Contra. Yes, yes, I promise. Uh, then we're going to be playing Contra Shattered Soldier and Neo Contra. So we're covering PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 with this era before we go into our final little stretch of weird games. Uh, I'm looking forward to these. I have only played Shattered Soldier of this set. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to see some highs and lows here. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> it's a good way to, to put into it. it, though. Um, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you like what you've heard today, remember, uh, we are prepared to take this show weekly. If we can get to that $400 a month Patreon threshold, uh, we're pretty close to that. It shouldn't take too much. So uh, up your up your donation or uh, tell a friend, something like that. If you want to hear us cover more series and just really crank yeah, these we, out. Yeah, we were debating like alternating back and forth. Like we might yeah. do two so it's one every other week so you're not just right, riddled right. with contra-sized bullets. Exactly, right. exactly. But either way, like even if we go linearly, we'll be getting through these series much faster and we'll be able to get on to the next one. So nice. tell your friends, patreon.com slash ultra64pod. Check out all the changes that we've made over on that website. We've got all kinds of new uh, uh, benefits and changes, and we've got a stream coming up on Twitch. Uh, we, we, you guys, gonna decide <laughs> we get what to, we're playing. We, we get to feel like strange old men. We do. Like, we're never figuring it out. Never before has that Steve Buscemi in the school meme applied <laughs> so adequately. It's gonna be us. Like, hello, we are on the internet streaming games. I don't know. There's still some weird problem with my <laughs> webcam where every time I like I aim it into the room, there's these two weird old men. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe. We should just do the whole thing as Stantler and Waldorf yeah, and just like, so. yeah. But anyway, uh, check out all of that. There's lots of fun stuff coming and, uh, don't forget we've got our Wii U, Wii Universe show is starting yeah. in March and we're excited to be getting into that. So lots of fun, exciting things happening here. Am I saying exciting too much? You are. Okay. I'm probably overselling it. I'm just turn, turn off the bo- <laughs> I mean, in the world we live in, Steve, what is exciting? I'll tell you what's exciting. Contra games. Contra games. So tune in. We next got more coming for more Contra. We got them coming. All right. Bye, everybody.